Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Very glad to be with you here today. Good show for you. World War III, it looks like, is really kicking off. We have a little, little kickoff party here this morning. Yesterday, after work, I was uh, scrolling through a bit shoot, actually looking for something to watch, something entertaining, and I stumbled upon an old movie from 1981, and it wasn't a particularly well-made movie. In fact, I only got about 10 minutes in, but it was because after about 10 minutes, I realized that I had to do something with this. In the first 10 minutes of this movie, how do I even explain this? It... uh, it's a somewhat, it's a little, little bit of a cheesy movie, but it starts off with a businessman of some sort giving a presentation to a collection of world leaders, and I realized that it sounded an awful lot like Klaus Schwab. We always talk about Klaus Schwab being Dr. Evil, being some James Bond villain. I thought, gee, this sounds an awful lot like a Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum presentation. And so I went ahead and pulled up the video from four days ago of Klaus Schwab giving his address to the World Government Summit. And no joke, this movie from 1981 parallels Klaus Schwab's speech almost word for word. It is really, truly baffling. So I went ahead and cut them up and and interspersed them between each other just because I don't don't think there's ever been a movie that more clearly – shows the true intentions of the World Economic Forum like this one does. The movie, again, is called Early Warning. Clip 14, here's Klaus Schwab, supervillain. Here's Klaus Schwab giving his speech in front of the World Economic Forum, interspersed with a movie from 1981 of an evil bad guy giving his speech to a group of international leaders who are trying to take over the world. Let's watch. History is truly at a turning point. Since our last meeting, we've made tremendous progress. That global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. The energy crisis here in the United States was exceptionally successful worldwide, and we expect similar success with our upcoming food shortage. Our labor leaders have made great progress by causing confusion and work stoppages in all areas of the world. In times of crisis, the role of governments is more important and more relevant than ever. Politically, the public has lost total confidence in any form of government. The threat of universal war is a daily possibility. What is also needed is a summit like this one to go beyond crisis management and to look into constructive ways we can build our common future. I would like to thank each and every one of you for your hard work and dedication to our cause. In reviewing this year's progress, let me say that we have been highly effective in conditioning the people's minds to accept our solution to the world's problems. A little little bit uncanny there. I mean, especially the part where literally they list in the same order the same things that are happening, the food, the energy, And the supply chain, of course, when you look at what's actually happened to the energy, food, and supply chain 
in this world, you can see that they've all been destroyed. They've all been collapsed all on purpose by the decisions of people made at the World Economic Forum. It's official, folks. Klaus Schwab is a literal supervillain. He just peppers in his speeches with a little bit nicer rhetoric, at least for the public. We may show the full clip of that because the in the movie Early Morning, he goes on to talk about CBDCs, a central bank digital currency, and how that will, of course, only be possible by microchipping people worldwide. Uh, pretty prescient movie from 1981. Apparently, it's an evangelical movie. A little bit cheesy, but hey, right on the money. They knew exactly how it would play out. We're watching it right now. We are living in a 1981 sci-fi dystopian nightmare. We're here. This is it. It's the real world. You're really in this. So it's time to be the heroes from those movies. It's time to fight back and to overthrow the power. We know that we can. Let's do it. We'll be back on the other side. It's American Journal. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Infowars.com, band.video. However you found your way here, Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute, band.video, internet, TV, radio. However you're finding us. We are in a sci-fi dystopian nightmare. We are firmly over the line into fantasy world, and we'll talk about all of it, including some more videos of Joe Biden. I guess it's been a couple days with without a Joe Biden gaffe. There's been like two days where we just haven't seen the guy, uh, so he's making up for that with just a a half dozen embarrassing moments in a single day. It's really incredible. We'll get to all those videos a little bit later. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, folks, here it is, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 2nd of November, 2022. World War Three. that's the major headline here as conflicts seem to be boiling over across the globe. U.S. military now doing on-site weapons inspections in Ukraine. Translation, boots on the ground in Ukraine. Been no declaration of war. I don't know how many times I have to say this. We have not declared war. We have not gone through the appropriate process of declaring war. They're not even trying to couch this under the authorization for force that they use you know terrorism they're not even claiming it's terrorism it's they're just doing it and this is of course how the vietnam war started guess we haven't learned our lesson still a small number of u.s military forces inside ukraine have begun recently doing on-site inspections to ensure the ukrainian troops are properly accounting for the western provided weapons they receive a senior u.s uh, defense official told pentagon reporters monday the official who spoke on conditions of anonymity to provide a military update would not say where the inspections are taking place or how close to the battlefronts the u.s troops are getting the official said the u.s personnel can't do inspections close to the front lines but said they're going to go uh, but they are going where security conditions allow. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Call me suspicious. Call me skeptical. But, of course, we've had boots on the ground the entire time. Before Russia ever invaded, it was CIA and State Department 
operators going in and training these special forces in Ukraine, preparing for the war that they were bringing about. So I guess we're just going to war with Russia. So it's just kind of like the Vietnam War, except in this case, the North Vietnamese have thousands of nuclear bombs. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. Uh, and again, they're just doing it. They're just doing it. They're not even pretending that it has anything to do with benefits to America as a nation. Uh, they're not asking Congress to debate it. They're, they're just doing it. They're just getting us into a third world war. And this is just one of the many fronts that it'll be fought on. It's just, it's just absolutely insane what's going on right now. and Nobody's stopping it. Nobody's doing anything about it. And everybody on both sides of the aisle seem to be on board, which really, again, highlights just how important the 2016 election was. We have, if nothing else, bought the human race an extra four years of existence because you, they were going to launch this four years ago. You get that right. It was – it's – Fact, the fact is that war is their practice. It is their aim. It is their entire purpose of being, and it was Donald Trump who put a stop to that for four glorious years. We didn't have a single outbreak of catastrophic violence. As soon as he's out, we're right back to uh, the old ball game. And, of course, it's worth mentioning again that they impeached him when he started looking into Ukraine and the activities of Americans in that country as they were setting the stage for the war that we now have. So they're just doing it in complete flagrant disregard for the will of the American people or people around the world. They're just doing it. But simultaneous to the war in Ukraine launching, you have this. Saudi Arabia, U.S. on high alert after warning of imminent Iranian attack. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm very sure. (laughs) Just why not? Why not? You know, why not start the war on two fronts? Saudi Arabia has shared intelligence with the U.S. warning of an imminent attack from Iran on targets in the kingdom, putting the American military and others in the Middle East on an elevated alert level, said Saudi and U.S. officials. In response to the warning, Saudi Arabia, the U.S., and several other neighboring states have raised the level of alert for their military forces, the officials said. They didn't provide more details on the Saudi intelligence. I mean, it's just, you know, we'll read a a thread from Kim.com. Later, actually talking about security in this world, and it does a good job of highlighting it. And it it's basically about how with with digital communications, there is no security. Essentially, all governments are sort of all spying on all the other governments at the same time. And you really do have to see what's going on in the world like through that lens and understand that like anything like this, like this is a – this is a kabuki theater play playing being played out before us. Like you just can't you can't trust any of this stuff. They want to portray it as like the officials get this warning and they go tell the other officials, then that leaks to the media and the media reports on it, and the officials have to be like, oh yes, well uh, yes, we did receive, but we're we're handling it. In reality, it could very well be just like a bunch of Saudi Arabian dudes driving a driving a truck out full of explosives to some oil refinery. And just like calling their American neighbors being like, hey, we're about to blow, blow crap up. Uh, 
why don't you leak to the press that Iran is going to do something because we're going to go to war with Iran over this. And they just like do it and the media goes perfectly along with it. They don't actually question. They don't actually do any investigation. The danger of having a controlled press is that now you know, the, the military can do stuff like that without even having to cover it up or arrange any sort of false flag infrastructure. They just – they just go, oh, yeah, Iran is about to attack us, and then they just attack themselves and go, but we better go to war with Iran now, and the media the whole time is just like, yes, whatever you say, yes, we're doing that, going to war, good, sounds good, let's do it. Just completely, utterly insane. Zero Hedge has the headline as well. Pentagon confirms U.S. boots are on the ground in Ukraine. They're performing inspections. Like even that, you know, it's like, well – you know, why are they revealing now that there are boots on the ground? There have been boots on the ground, so why are they revealing it now? This wasn't discovered. This wasn't a leak. This isn't, you know, some stalwart a journalist who snuck in and found some files and revealing this to the world. This is the military-industrial complex using the media as a, as a pawn in the little game they're playing. And so they're revealing now for some reason that we have boots on the ground in Ukraine. And they're framing it, of course, as if this is – Weapons inspectors. Again, why Why are they yeah, – Biden says putting U.S. troops on the ground. Not on the tail. It was like last week, right? That was last year, October 8th, 2021. Yeah, well, I think he said it pretty re- uh, recently as well. More recently, like a month ago or so. Uh, but right, all lives. Like at that point, there were already boots on the ground in Ukraine. There had already been boots on the ground in Ukraine for years. We already had secret black site, you know, CIA operation centers training the Ukrainians, just like we trained the people that became ISIS, right? I mean, this is just what we do. This is what they do. This is just what they do in our name with our tax dollars and putting our lives at risk for this. Okay, well, it's, uh, it's to make sure the money that we're giving them is going to the right places. Sure. Sure it is. Meanwhile... Illegal immigrants wave Venezuelan flag after crossing the U.S. southern border, attack a border patrol agents. We actually have video of this, and the way it's been described by people on the ground was, I mean, it is just literally an invasion. I mean, it's been an invasion for a while with hordes, millions upon millions of foreigners pouring across our border, funded by international billionaires who tell them what to do and what to say to get across the border. Uh, but now it's just full-on like mob rushing, waving a foreign flag, rushing the U.S. border and fighting the Border Patrol agents there. Just a straight-up invasion, folks. So they're getting bolder. They're getting more insane. And the only video they publish is after the assault. And they're like, Border Patrol agents shoot rubber missiles at retreating Venezuelans. Yeah, after they started retreating. Don't let the globalist monsters and their mercenary minions be successful at silencing you. And the globalist's number one mission is to silence InfoWars because they rightly see us as one of the main beacons of resistance alerting the people, not just of America, but the world, to the threat of the globalist and their censorship and tyranny. That's why it's so essential today, now more than ever, to share links for InfoWars.com and to also financially support InfoWars.com at the most critical time in our fight by using promo code 1776 at checkout so you get an additional 10% off. These people are coming for your birthright. They're coming for your First Amendment. They admit once they've silenced us, they're coming for you. I am in your hands, and I'm asking for your support now. You have my commitment to never give up or back down, but I could give out without your support. 
Thank you for all your past support. I'm encouraging you now to redouble your efforts at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776 for an additional 10% off on the already big sales and huge discounts. Once a tragedy reaches a level of national significance, American citizens should be allowed to basically question that event in any way that they deem fit. The First Amendment is unique in the world. That's what they want to take away, your ability to speak freely. So they're going to go for Mike Lindell next. Or are they going to go for Steve Bannon? Or are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? I studied the globalists 30 years ago, but on air 28 years. And I knew they were planning all of this. And I warned the public as a modern Paul Revere. But I couldn't have done it without your support. And now, because we've been so successful warning the population of the planet, not just America, we're public enemy number one when it comes to the globalist agenda. That's why it's more important than ever to realize how successful InfoWars has been because of your past support. So I salute you and I thank you. And I ask you now, at the critical juncture of the battle, to redouble your efforts by visiting InfoWarsStore.com and getting amazing products that keep us on air. 1776 the promo code the destination is infowarstore.com and i thank you all for your support you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Continuing on here with our Daily Dispatch. Pretty big story here. True, the vote leaders arrested after refusing to reveal confidential informant. On Monday, U.S. Marshals took into custody Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips of True, the Vote for refusing to identify a confidential informant. Federal Judge Kenneth Hoyt delivered the order holding the two in contempt of court for refusing to identify the informant, according to independent journalist Ivory Hecker. Court uh, Hoyt ordered Engelbrecht and Phillips to be held in custody at least a day until they divulge that information. These are the people that were behind the research behind the uh, 2000 Mules documentary. The judge says he never got a straight answer on who was in the Dallas hotel room January 2021, and he doesn't know how many people were there. Judge says the way Phillips and Engelbrecht talked suggests True the Vote did have access to the hacked computer data, although they deny it, Hecker wrote on Twitter. According to the Houston Chronicle, Engelbrecht and Phillips testified that identifying the confidential informant would put his life at risk. Engelbrecht says, every name I give you gets doxxed and harassed. The arrest of the pair in the, is the latest in a civil suit filed in September by Konek, a Michigan-based company that provides software to election, office regarding, uh, election offices regarding poll worker management, according to VoteBeat Texas. Kenneth alleged that the True the Vote made baseless and racist accusations against CEO Eugene Yu, which forced him and his family to flee their home. But Yu was then arrested and charged by the Los Angeles District Attorney for allegedly storing government data in China, which is in breach of the company's contract. L.A. officials reportedly received their initial tip regarding Yu from Phillips. Isn't that interesting? So again, you, you sort of see a little bit of everything on this, Right. You've got the way the left wing will destroy anybody that actually stands up and tries to expose wrongdoings in the country. You have people claiming that Phillips is racist, defamatory for saying something that is just absolutely true and that later gets borne out in the law courts. Just a little bit of everything. It's just uh, just a nice little story if you ever – if you want to illustrate – how and why our country is falling apart. It's a, it's a nice little 
compilation there. It's got it's got the voter fraud. It's got fake elections. It's got corrupt judges. It's got foreign influence. Just got a little bit of everything. And again, the people being screwed over at every turn are the American people that just want to do right and have free and fair elections like this country was founded on. Just under attack from every angle. It's pretty amazing. Finally, we have this, an update in the Paul Pelosi story. David DePapi pleads not guilty to all charges in Paul Pelosi incident in forced court appearance. He has not shackled his arms in a sling, which is to me pretty shocking. You would you would have expected this guy to plead guilty to this stuff, at least try to plea it down, try to get some sort of plea deal. The fact that he's pleading not guilty means that there may very well be some sort of alternative story here that he's going to be able to tell in court until of course he you know mysteriously hangs himself and the cameras break i wonder what would happen if that was actually the case anything probably not i mean it 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 happened with jeffrey epstein twice do you remember that i remember jeffrey epstein tried to kill himself once and failed or like his his cellmate would like tried to kill him i I remember do y'all remember that and then like they just did it again they like tried to kill him one time and it didn't work and then they just did it again like you get how much control these people have that literally if tomorrow or later day or right now we saw the headline david depape hangs himself in his cell he was on suicide watch and had nothing to do this with and uh all the all the cameras broke and the Guards fell asleep, but also they've all been promoted, and story over. Everyone go home. Stop spreading misinformation about this. Fact check, David DePoppy did kill himself, actually. What would you do? What would anybody do? Would the media be outraged at this? Would they actually ask questions? Say, how dare you? How dare you ask questions? David DePoppy killed himself, and that's all you need to know. It's over now. Go home. Pretty incredible stuff. No, he hasn't killed himself yet, but we'll see. We shall see. Again, I'm just I'm just saying that to illustrate just how little you can trust the media at all. Because you know that if David DePoppy killed himself, they would just they would just go, "Yep, well, well, that happened." Oh, and the camera. Oh, and every camera broke. Fifty-two cameras. They all broke at the same time. Wow, what a coincidence! Amazing. But you people would never lie to us. The Pelosi's, I mean, to to call them liars, to suspect the good Pelosi name of being besmirched in such a way, how dare you? How dare you say such a thing? Like that's that's sort of the real point of all of this. From you know, yesterday the big story we were covering where they're they're begging for amnesty over the pandemic. Like the question you need to ask is like, why did you people ever trust the authorities in the first place? What have they ever done to suggest that they're trustworthy, even in the slightest? Like the Pelosi story, it's like, sure, maybe it's maybe it's legitimate, maybe it really is some sort of crazy conspiracy theorist dude that goes in and wants to attack Nancy. Maybe it's exactly what it seems. But what have you done to for us to give you the benefit of the doubt? Why should for a single second we actually believe? The story that you're telling, you inveterate, despicable liars. Like what – why would we ever trust you? And that's the thing about like, well, these people were fooled. It's like, well, yeah, but it's their fault for trusting people who have given them no reason to be trusted. Why would you give your trust to somebody 
simply because they're, what, in a position of power? Do you know how you get those positions? Do you think being trustworthy is one of the requisites? Or do you think that actually, in most cases, precludes you from taking those positions? It's the most dishonest people who gain power in this country. It is the most easily swayed towards corruption that find themselves sitting at the top of the pyramid in today's society. So this idea that's like, it's a conspiracy theory. We just have to trust the Pelosi's and what they say. Why would we ever do that? Why would we ever do anything like that? It's just, it's ridiculous. But it's not nearly as ridiculous as just the way the Democrats are are behaving these days. Again, even if you have democratic ideals, even if you think that for some bizarre reason, again, that there is no there is no purpose. There's no reason that you should trust any of these people. There's no reason that you should think any of their policies are going to work unless you are a child, unless you are a little baby that's never experienced the real world and thinks that everything is just rainbows and unicorns. I know it's like I hate sounding like these old boomers that are just like socialism. They think everything's made of marshmallows, but it's like I don't know. They're they're opening up the jails and letting out the criminals. So. Like what do they think is happening? Do they think these are just poor innocent souls that are just oppressed by the system like they live in a fantasy world? They are children whose conception of the world is the conception of children. So I don't know why you would ever trust their their policies in the first place, why you'd ever trust these people in the first place. But they're actually now claiming that the Democrats were not behind the defund the police movement. So even if you agree with their ridiculous childish ideals, do you not feel insulted? Do you not feel like they are making a fool of you when they make claims that they know you know are false, but they make them to you anyway? Are you not insulted by this level of dishonesty? I am extremely honored to be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know if the truth about their globalist operations is exposed, it's game over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless and thank you all for your support. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. At a certain point, we sort of risk. We say you, you say the same thing so much, it like just goes in one ear and out the other. But we really do, with with heartfelt sincerity, thank you for supporting us in Infowars, 
and Bandot Video because we really wouldn't be able to be here without you. And I know we've talked about it a little bit on this show, but we decided one of the ways that we would start trying to bring in more viewers or just another sort of avenue to take with with clips and things like that was putting stuff up on TikTok. TikTok is sort of a weirdly open uh, platform compared to things like Twitter and Instagram. They're they're actually not quite as censorious, it seems. And so we've been uploading clips of this show to TikTok, put a little music bed underneath it, and some of them have been getting quite a quite a few number of views, quite a few number of uh, likes and things, tens of thousands of views on on some clips. And uh, it's been going pretty well and feeling pretty good because it's nice to have a platform that you can actually post stuff, not immediately be banned. Uh, But then yesterday I tried to post a video where I went through all of the violence that leftists commit against right-wing people. And then I did another – I tried to post that Klaus Schwab video up on TikTok too, and it's just uh, no views, zero views. When you go to the profile on a different computer, the video just doesn't show up. And on top of, you know, getting our Twitter account, getting my Twitter account deleted uh, earlier this week, it just, it just sucks. It really does just sucks. I honestly, it's just, I just want to be able to use social media like anybody else. People put the most horrific stuff on social media, stays up. They, they just have, they just are able to have accounts. And it's just like, I guess because I work at InfoWars, it's just, we just can't do that. They just don't let us. Don't let us have fun. They don't let us participate even a little bit. And so while it sort of sucks because like it's fun being able to make things and put it out and people share it and they like it and they you know, say, oh, I haven't heard of this before. That's amazing. Like you're waking people up. Like it feels really good to know that your information is spreading and then it just phew, gets shut down. Like how many views does it – does it say zero still? Yeah, zero. Zero. Just no views. It's just like – Oh, it says nine. Okay, nine. Nine. So that's probably like nine people that subscribed to me that went to my page or whatever. You can see some of the other ones, 13,000 views and others. But uh, it just it just sucks. And I honestly don't know what I would – like the only reason that it's not just like depressing is because I have this platform because like, well, Twitter can silence me and TikTok can silence me and Instagram can silence me and – they can all silence me, even if what I'm saying is true, even if I'm just making a joke in good humor that anybody should be able to laugh at. Doesn't matter. Get shut down, get canceled, get deleted, get silenced, and it sucks, and it really sucks. And But then it's just like, but on the other hand, I have a massive platform. I have this huge platform with a massive audience that then gets cut up and shared on all sorts of other alternative platforms that don't ban and uh, – it just it's it just feels so good. I, I don't I don't know how else to explain it, but it's just like it just makes you feel invincible. It makes you feel like you know what? Screw you guys. Like like Bender from Futurama. You know what? I'll I'll go make my own casino with blackjack, <laughs> ladies of the evening. You know we'll we're, we'll go have our own time on our own platform. It'll be more fun and more based and more controversial than anything you people feel the need to enjoy. And so that's what we do here. And so it really, it really is real. The censorship is is really brutal. And even when you're just trying to call out political violence, you're trying to say, look at all these people committing political violence and condemning it. 
they'll take you down for it. Or when you're just showing Klaus Schwab sounding like a supervillain, they're like, oh, no, we can't. We can't demonize Klaus Schwab, the literal supervillain. You're not allowed to do that. We're China. We can't let you do that. So it's totally ridiculous, but all this is just to say that like it's like invaluable having a platform like this. It's invaluable. It is beyond explanation how nice is it, nice it is to know that with Bandot Video, they cannot cancel us. They cannot shut us down. And as much as they can keep us off their normal platforms, we can still get this message out. And so it really does illustrate just how important and powerful InfoWars is as a platform, Bandot Video, as a website. It's necessary for people like myself and everybody that we have as content creators on Bandot Video. Without Bandot Video, I guess they just give up. I guess I would just, whatever, go get a job digging ditches or something. Like, who knows what we do? Because we can't do it on normal platforms. So band.video, Infowars.com, they're not just good platforms. They're necessary platforms. And, of course, we're only able to do this because Alex Jones set up this system where we sell products on Infowarsstore.com. When you go and get those products, we reinvest that money back into the infrastructure to keep this program and all of these programs and all of the websites up and running. And so when you – Go to InfoWarsStore.com. You really are contributing to this parallel economy and this alternative setup that is without equal and of the utmost importance just to to us personally but also just to the wider struggle of humanity against the inhuman elites. And so thank you for that and thank you for going to InfoWarsStore.com and go to InfoWarsStore.com today. Take advantage of the 1776 super sale. It has been extended even longer, but don't waste any time. It'll be ending any minute now, I imagine. You're getting 50% off top-selling products plus an additional 10% off with the promo code 1776. And when you do that, just know that you are setting up this – this. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to put it. It's like, it's like when you're on social media, you feel like a rat in a cage, a rat in a maze maybe, just like trying to, trying to find the way to – navigate the maze that's been set up by your captors and band.video and infowars.com is like this this glorious giant alien hand that picks you up out of the maze and just puts you on the ground and goes you're free you're free to go go do what you want you're like i don't have to i don't have to run in the maze anymore i don't have to follow your stupid orders i don't have to chase your cheese no i can just go and do whatever i want it's it is real freedom and it really is amazing and so thank you. You you know, you should feel proud to be a part of setting up that alternative infrastructure and e- ecosystem. Infowarsstore.com is how you do it. Now we're going to go to a lot of videos of um, Joe Biden here and other Democrats. Because, again, I would love, I'd love, love, love to be able just to say, oh, the whole, the whole two-party system, it's, it's a total trap. And it is to a large extent. I mean the Republicans are cheering on World War III just with just as much vigor as the Democrats are. But man, the Democrats, good Lord, you people, what is wrong with you? We're, we're going to go to a couple of clips. Maybe we'll just wait because I spent the whole time uh, plugging here. Maybe, maybe we'll wait to get into these clips. But I at least have time to go to clip number 10 here. This is Fetterman articulating a response on CNN, a live interview they just let this guy go out and do this. Uh, let's go now to clip number 10, John Fetterman. Well, let's talk about inflation because that's a big concern for voters. What do you think the biggest cause of inflation is? And should the Biden administration be doing more? 
No, I, I just do. I, I think the, uh, that simply is also, Leah, let's talk about the trillions in, in massive tax uh, tax uh, cuts to the corporate uh, tax uh, structure as well. True. You know, trillions of dollars that have added to the deficit, and, and now they still want to support those as well. True. I think in terms of being very serious about uh, addressing inflation is, is making sure that those rates are brought back into a line with what they, they should have been uh, where they're able to uh, fight uh, the, 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 the deficit. Okay, a follow-up question. Uh, what? <laughs> follow-up question here. What the hell did you just say? That was insane. The question he thought he was answering was, what is the cause of inflation? What is this? Well, what is going on, Democrats? What have they done to you? You're going to vote for this guy? You're going vo- to vote for that guy? Who, when asked a simple question, what is the cause of inflation and should the Biden administration do more, goes on a minute-long ramble that makes no sense at all. And you're like, yep, he should be a senator. He should be a senator of the United States The answer government. to 1984 is 1776. And the answer to an additional 10% off at InfoWarsStore.com is 1776. We're running the Save InfoWars special right now. 40 to 50% off store-wide books, films. Uh, documentaries, t-shirts, water filtration, everything is massively discounted, up to 50%. But when you use promo code 1776, get an additional 10% off. That's up to 60% off and double Patriot points, which means 10% off on your next order as well. These aren't just great products that empower your body, your immune system, your focus, your clarity, your, your libido. They also keep us on air. We're in an info war. We're not funded by George Soros, the Democratic Party, or the globalists. We're funded by viewers and listeners and patriots like you. So please visit InfoWarsTour.com today. The sale's about to end. Promo code 1776 for up to 60% off. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Because one of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give crypto fun Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Okay. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know... I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep doing it. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection. Objection. All right, let's move on. And people care about the First Amendment. And- you're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, American Journal, Harrison Smith coming to you live from Austin, Texas. We've got some of, the, some of these videos now. You know, with the cooperation of the mainstream media, if the Biden administration wanted, they could keep the man ensconced in the White House and never, really never leave. He could, or could spend 
you know, more than half his time in a Delaware beach house. Nobody would say anything. The media would cover up for it. If anybody said, Where, where's Joe Biden? Why haven't we seen him in a lot while? They'd say, a conspiracy theory says that Joe Biden is dead, and uh, we rate that false, so shut up. And it's just like, well, that's not what we said. We said, where is he? Anyway, you, you know how they do stuff. But if they wanted, he could never leave his White House. He'd never, never give a speech, and the media would totally cover for him and act like it was just because, well, he's so busy and he's working so hard. And how dare you ask him to interrupt his busy schedule just to talk to the American people? He's doing more important things. He totally could, if he wanted, stay inside the White House 100% of the time, which means that they choose. They actually make the conscious choice to send out Joe Biden and to give the man a microphone and just see what happens. They just they're, – they're wild. They're insane. Like these, these are mad lads at the White House. They could, they could very easily just you know, never give him a microphone. He can go and he can wave and you know, take pictures with people and then be shuttled, shuffled off you know, to the side. But instead, they make the conscious decision to give that man a microphone and just roll the dice to see what happens. Oh, yeah, by the way, he's got IV marks on the back of his hand. That's where the adrenochrome goes in. We've told you a million times. I mean, why do you think he goes to Delaware every single weekend? He just loves the beach. He's out there riding his bike. Or you think he's getting his veins, you know, pumped chock full of the amphetamines he needs to get through another week. Yeah, it's another another little conspiracy going around. What's the over under that he's got a blood boy? Oh, I bet he's got. I bet he's got a whole a whole cage full of them. Yeah, I guarantee. I guarantee he's getting he's getting fresh blood. The adrenochrome, the amphetamines. I mean, he's getting all sorts of stuff just to keep him operational. It's it is wild. So they just they give him a mic and and put him in front of a crowd and roll the cameras and they really are just they're just crazy man they are they are nuts no wonder we're getting into a nuclear conflict with Russia these people put a they like put a microphone in front of Joe Biden they they know that there are live news cameras rolling and they actually put him in sniffing distance of a child like they just do it they know what's going to happen they know it ain't going to be good they know he's not going to breeze through this and, and come out on top on the other side. They, it's like they're trying. It's like they are – it's like they're pranksters. It's like we're, we're being run by – it's like Ashton Kutcher's in a van out back telling Joe Biden what to do, just, go, just going for laughs. I don't know. That, that probably dates me. Who, who are the new guys that do that? There's that new prankster show. It's not punked anymore, obviously. I'm an old man. The pra- Practical Jokers. Practical Jokers. Yeah, and I know it exists. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> All right, let's just, let's just go to these videos. Uh, clip number one, Biden t- tried to connect to his, to his southern roots. Ah, oh, let's watch. A senator from Florida going after Medicare and Social Security? Uh, I tell you what, I don't know where, as they say in Southern, I don't know where y'all been. Hot damn, boy. I tell you, look... Okay, go to a little AAV there. So I, I, so I said, I said, look here, boy. Look here, you little beep. Oh, my God, Biden. Well, as they say in the South. 
as they say in the South, look here, boy. Okay, all right. Well, that was great. That was really good. Biden, good job. Really connected with the Southerners down here. Just in the past few weeks, Biden's asked for a congresswoman who's died, mumbled incoherently at a response to a reporter's question, and apologized to no one after a speech. The day after he blatantly lied about why he quit college football, then forgot how many states there are in the country, Tuesday pulled another Biden move, making up an entirely non-existent Southern expression. Uh, most powerful man in the world, ladies and gentlemen. Most powerful human being on planet Earth right now. Just amazing. I don't even think I got the the other video here, but we got some more. We go to clip number two, where this isn't necessarily a fine line. Guys, can, you, can I try to grab the clip? I thought I pulled it in where he uh, says Iraq instead of Ukraine. Because that was the other big slip-up from this weekend. It's like, hey, the, the, the war in Iraq. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I meant Ukraine. It's because my son died in Iraq. No, he didn't. <laughs> it's just wild. If y'all, if y'all can try to pull that clip in. Uh, but first, here's clip number two. Biden says gas prices are actually going down here at home. It's amazing. Let's watch. Gas prices are coming down here at home. They're down $1.25. I just passed the gas station on the way. $3.25 when it was five bucks when I took off this summer. When I took off this summer. Right, because he just got fact-checked. He just got fact-checked by Elon Musk and others on Twitter when he said, when I I got into office, the gas was $5. And it's like, look, Joe, you're slipping up. See, he's he's slipping up and he's losing that that politician's nuance where you you know how to lie in ways that can't be confirmed or denied. What's that? Okay, we have that other one. You see, he's lying in a way uh, that is verifiably false. See, people can actually look up the historical record as to what the prices of gas, what the price of gas was when you got into office. So he's, he's slipping up a little bit. So there he's like, it was five bucks when I got into office or this summer or whatever. <laughs> it's like, well, it kind of matters. It kind of matters whether it was when you got into office or after you'd been in office for a year and a half when gas was $5. It kind of matters a little bit, just a little bit. That's fine. Uh, here's uh, Joe Biden pulling a, pulling a bush and mixing up the war in Ukraine and the war in Iraq. Let's watch. No change in the quality of it, just change in the price. And they talk about inflation. You know, we're dealing with it for a whole second. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in, in Ukraine. And uh, thinking of Iraq because that's where my son died. The, uh, because he died. The, uh, but the point. Yeah, uh, Bo Biden died in uh, 2015 at the age of 46 in a Maryland hospital from uh, from uh, cancer, so, so what? What are you talking about there, Joe? What are you talking about? And even that, he's like, he's like, he died in, a, in Iraq because of it. What? The hell are you talking about? What is he talking about? What is what is going on in this country right now? And it, again, you have to admit it's a it's a clever little game that they play because obviously inflation is being caused by national policies, but 
they're implementing these policies at the behest of and in the under the command of the World Economic Forum. So all of the countries are doing it at the same time. So then you have worldwide inflation. So then the national leaders get to say, well, it's not me. It's happening the world over. But it is you. It's just you're all cooperating in this. So it's it's a clever little scheme they've got going where they implement things worldwide through the national governments. Then the national governments can say it's not our fault because it's happening worldwide. It's very clever in the most devious, despicable, and blatant sort of way. Matt, you wanted to, to chime in about old old Joe? Dude, I just came up with the greatest idea ever. Okay. okay we could end the wars the way that the Greeks... Okay, I was thinking of uh, the Odyssey, right? And okay. it's like we could send our two leaders into combat, and we could have... Like a David and Goliath sort of thing. Right, right. And, and it would be a fair fight between... Putin and Biden, right? Because I read this morning and on Kiev Post, we've got it. You know, uh, leaks claim that Putin has Parkinson's and cancer and Joe Biden's got dementia. So so we're just, we're just watch two old men paw each other to death instead right. of uh, raining nuclear missiles. I'm for it. Hey, I'm absolutely for it. I think we just saw World War Three. And, I mean, we can sell the pay-per-view tickets and give the proceeds to Ukraine. Yeah, we can get Jake Paul in on this. I think that's amazing. And and if Putin wins, then uh, he gets Ukraine. And if uh, we win, then Russians have to you know, let doctors uh, chop the jump off of little kids and uh, let gay people get married. So it's a win-win. I, I th- I'm for it. I think it'd be great. I'm just – I seriously, Democrats just – just shame on you. Shame on you people for allowing these people to be your leaders. Shame on you. You you really have put us all in a terrible situation uh, on the cusp of World War III with the most incompetent people in charge. To be seen by the globalists as their number one enemy. I am blessed to know that our information is so hardcore that the enemies of humanity are obsessed with silencing us. They know the truth about their globalist operations is exposed. It's game over. And all over the planet, humanity is awakening and peacefully fighting back. And our main tool is free speech and the truth we promote using free speech. That's why when you share articles and videos from Band.Video or Infowars.com or Newswars.com, it changes the world. And that's why when you go to Infowarsstore.com and get amazing products that empower you and your body and your immune system and that of your family, you're also empowering the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalist. The fight starts at Infowars.com, and the support of the fight starts at Infowarsstore.com. God bless, and thank you all for your support. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Poor Democrats, foiled by your own ideology, screwed over by your own lack of moral certitude. Darn it. You are just, just trying to be immoral, just trying to get what you don't deserve, trying to destroy what you can't build. Everything is so hard. You're ruled by incompetent psychopaths. It's got to be, it's got to be difficult. But boy, are you people easy to fool. It really is silly. 
Here's a story from Daily Caller. Caught flat-footed CNN analyst claims Dim didn't back the defund the police movement. A senior analyst for CNN claimed Monday the Democrats did not back efforts to defend to defund police departments, despite multiple public statements from Congress members. It's such a funny way to put it. Multiple public statements from Congress members, despite the year-long campaign in which you did this, like despite the police departments you did defund. It's not even like you talked about this. It's not like people said, "Well, you know, we do need uh, we do need better oversight." You know, it's not like they were like timid or tepid in their support of this they actually did it they actually defunded police departments across the country like it's so absurd i know most of the time i'm 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 preaching to the choir here the people i'm talking to are not democrats so you know we're all just making fun of them together but just off the off the risk that there are some democrats watching just like wake up you morons I'm being so mean, but it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating that you people uh, fall either fall for this or willingly go along with these lies. Are you immoral? Are you stupid? It is a choice you're making. You're the ones making the choice to vote for these people. You are the ones falling for these lies. You are the ones spreading this dis and misinformation. So I, I'm sorry if I sound like I'm being mean to you people, but you can stop anytime. You can join us on our side. We can be together laughing at these people hand in hand. It's you, the one that's you're the ones that are making the choice to follow the liars and despise the truth tellers. So that's not my fault. You're you're free to you're free to join us at any time. We we love you. We would welcome you with open arms. But first, you have to denounce these psycho morons that you have running everything. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. I know. I, I really shouldn't be this mean. I really shouldn't be this. Uh, I, you know. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? These people are saying they didn't defund the police, and they did. So there it is. Joy Behar from The View not only says did they not defund the police, but crime is actually not on the rise. Crime is going down, folks. If you believe that, you're probably a Democrat. Let's go to clip number 13. I want to say there is no yeah. both sides here no. and a lot of them like to say it including ted cruz when he was here and i'd like to remind everybody that it was the democrats the not the democrats who stormed the government that day and tried to oh kill my the god oh president. january 6th yeah. okay. oh my and god the, oh a uh, protest oh my god sorry <clears throat> excuse me sorry didn't mean to interrupt back to joy they, all they do is talk about crime 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 well i looked it up Murders in major cities have fallen by 4% so far in 2022 compared with the same period a year ago. So crime when is were, on When the they were at 50-year record highs. Oh, my God. Yeah, so crime is going down. The sky is red. Up is down. Left is right. Democrats love freedom. Kyle Becker has this list. If you're a mainstream media journalist, kindly state if you have pushed any of these following hoaxes. Have you fallen for any of these folks? Call your doctor today. Russian collusion. Trump called neo-Nazis fine people. Jesse Smollett. Bubby, uh, Bubba Wallace. Garage pole. Covington kids. Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot. Kavanaugh rape. Uh, Trump pee tape. COVID lab leak was a conspiracy theory. Or border agents whipped migrants. Trump saved nuclear secrets in Mar-a-Lago. Steel dossier. Russian bounties on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. Trump said drinking bleach would fight COVID. Muslim travel ban. Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. Andrew Cuomo, best COVID leadership. Trump built cages for migrant kids. Austere 
year religious scholar. Trump overfed koi fish in Japan. Build Back Better will pay for itself. Trump tax cuts benefited only the rich. Cloth masks for COVID. If you get vaccinated, you won't catch COVID. SUV killed parade marchers. Trump used tear gas to clear a crowd for Bible photo. Don't say gay was in the bill. Have you? Do you fall for any of these lies? Get- You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In the southern part of Texas, in the town of San Antonio, is a fortress all in ruins that the weeds have overgrown. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, football warriors of all ages, welcome back. As we balance the cusp of World War III, boots on the ground in Ukraine, rumblings of war with Iran and Saudi Arabia, Taiwan, of course, under concerted effort by China. They're attempting to due to Taiwan, what they already did successfully in Hong Kong. And of course, massive moves here in the United States as it's revealed that the government is working hand-in-hand with big tech to censor conservatives and really anybody that opposes their ridiculous plans. We have a lot more stories to go to here today and a lot more videos to show you. In Brazil... Bolsonaro is apparently not accepting the results of the election. How dare he? <laughs> He's refused to concede. Although he also hasn't you know, openly denounced the results of the election. But the people of Brazil are giving the people in Washington a taste of what a real insurrection looks like. I mean, go to some of these videos. Clip number five here. What that video is actually titled, Washington, D.C. is about to see what a real insurrection looks like. Here is a, a farmers and protesters protesting the results of the presidential election, which they consider invalid and faked somehow. A lot of the same markers as the 2020 election here in the United States. Things like Bolsonaro winning all the bellwether cities and counties, but losing the overall election in the only places that the socialist Lula actually won is are considered places completely and totally controlled by corrupt forces. So here you see a burning pile of tires blocking the road as this protest takes form. Brazilian anarchy in clip number six. We can watch that as well. As again, we see just massive outbreaks, violence and looting and all sorts of stuff all over Brazil as a result of this election. How do you know the, the election was stolen? Well, what's the final proof that the Brazilian election had some suspicious activity? Well, because YouTube will censor or remove any dissenting content about the election results, including voter fraud claims in Brazil. Because, of course, you know, if there's one thing we know about Brazil, it is a total lack of corruption in that country, right? No, yeah, this is, this is a country where, where nothing untoward ever happens. No, there's no... There's no corruption in Brazil. Glorious Brazil? What? Corruption? How could you even suggest that? YouTube is absolutely sure that the Brazilian election was 100% legit. Like, it's one thing. It's one thing if you can prove that there was no corrupt activity. And, 
like you, you really can't. So there's really no way to, to justify this. But this is what they do now. And they started doing it all over the place. They were doing it for elections you know, previously, a couple months ago, where it's like before they even know the accusations being made, they've already decided that the accusations are false. It, literally, the election is still going on, and they're putting out statements saying you are not allowed to question this election then I, well, all you're doing is giving cover to anybody that would want to actually steal an election because now they know that if they steal the election, the big tech you know, media companies will play their part in covering it up for you. There's no possible way they could know if this election is legit or not by now. There's no possible way that the you know, whatever grad school dropouts who work at YouTube could possibly have greater insight into the Brazilian election than YouTubers in Brazil who are making videos and putting them out about the election. There's no possible way that they have authoritative knowledge on this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's true or not. That's really the thing you need to understand. It is solely and entirely about a global control plan. That they are implementing, that YouTube is helping to implement, and they understand. They just know that they have results that they want, and they'll silence anybody that threatens or contradicts those results. Steve Bannon interviewed Michael Tierman on the Brazilian election yesterday. During their discussion, Tierman noted the following. One, Bolsonaro's party dominated the election. And with the other conservative parties, they will dominate the lower house in Brazil. Bolsonaro was winning the election up to a certain point, and then every ballot drop was won by the socialist candidate. The math doesn't make any sense at all, Matthew Tierman shared. They know they can do it. They know they can get away with it. I hate to, I hate to jump topics like this, but it does, remind me, it does remind me of transgender bathrooms. It's like, you know, is every transgender bathroom going to be some sort of din of rape like no of course not but what you're doing is you're just setting up the infrastructure to where anybody that did want to do something bad is going to be able to do it and nobody's going to be able to stop them so even if not every election every ballot cast in brazil was a fake one what you're doing by setting up a system by which questioning an election is forbidden is if somebody did want to cheat in the election they'll be able to do it with ease, without even being questioned about it. Just like if you, you know, if you are a, a pervert that wants to go watch little girls get undressed, you can do it now. You can just say you're trans. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to do anything. You just walk into a locker room, pull out your binoculars, and if anybody stands up to you, they'll be kicked out of the YMCA, and Antifa will go beat them on the street. So it's, you know, it's not that it's guaranteed that Every one of these elections is fake from now on, but it guarantees that if it is fake, nobody will ever find out about it. That if they, if predators do want to take advantage of your weakness, they'll be able to do so. The mainstream media immediately called the election for the socialists. And when speaking about events before the election, Thurman noted there's been no transparency. There's been censorship. There have been arrest of the opposition. There's been penalization from the court to Bolsonaro's party. On Monday, YouTube announced it will now censor and remove any videos claiming fraud in the election results in Brazil. Just incredible. While, of course, they're setting the narrative in this country that somehow the Republicans are going to steal the election because you can only question things if you're questioning the independent, freedom-loving people. 
In first appearance since election, Bolsonaro refuses to concede vows to follow Constitution. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro finally spoke again publicly for the first time since losing Sunday's election by a narrow margin, a very narrow margin, by the way, a margin much more narrow than the number of votes that were cast out. Uh, Josh Lekic uh, tweeted it out, actually. It's like the difference between the two parties, like less than a million votes and something like five million votes were thrown out or contested or not actually counted. Pretty incredible. Many expected or were hoping for a concession speech, but that didn't happen. But it appears the short press it's uh, the short press event itself was all about the optics of accepting the loss. He vowed to, quote, follow the Constitution and called, and called for, quote, order in the country and yet didn't explicitly concede, nor did he congratulate declared winner Lula da Silva on a victory for the Brazilian presidency, which he's expected to take over on January 1st. At the same time, Bolsonaro didn't contest the result either. It was a subtle pronouncement, a subtle uh, depart, departure from what would typically be expected. Truckers and other protests on Tuesday block highways for a second day of support. Uh, President Jair Bolsonaro, who is yet to accept his accept, uh, election lost, incumbent Jair Bolsonaro still not accepted it, and people are protesting. That was the video we saw earlier. Have we played all these Brazilian people taking to the streets, Brazil's, uh, Brazil warehouse in Rio de Janeiro on fire? We can just roll these as, as B-roll, as you see. Uh, total chaos breaking out in Brazil as a result of this apparently stolen election. I mean, it seems like at this point that is just the safe assumption to make. We'll just, we'll just start off by assuming that the media, big tech, the International Spice Day, right? One of the first people to congratulate Silva was the Joe Biden official Twitter account. So we know who the you know CIA and FBI want us to think won. Same way they try to treat that one guy as president of Venezuela, even though he's no such thing. Just yet another South American coup by American forces, if I had to guess. Took the lessons they learned in 2020, now they're applying them all over the world. No free election will ever be held again if we let this continue. It's our best seller. We first came out with it five years ago, and it was a moderate seller. But as folks tried vitamin mineral fusion and experienced the way it made them feel and how healthy it made them, it has become our number one overall best seller. And it's been sold out for a while, but it's finally back in stock. Vitamin mineral fusion doesn't just supercharge your immune system, but it helps every cellular function of the body. It has all the minerals all the key amino acids, all of the essential vitamins that you need to live and be healthy. Essential means without these things, you die. And so much of the food is debased. There's so many chemicals in the environment. It is critical to bolster our body's defenses with a product like this. Now, there are other great vitamin mineral products out there, but this is amongst the very best, and it's a low price, and it funds the InfoWar. So the only way you lose is not taking action today, getting Vitamin Mineral Fusion, finally back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year, and I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena, there's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalists. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is 
funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen this is american journal lots of stories still to cover in today's episode remember to go to infowarsstore.com to support us we really do appreciate it and of course we promise to uphold our end of the deal and continue to without hesitation defend the human rights of everybody on earth everybody of every race color and creed deserves to be alone and not be victims of this imperialistic global world government of corporate combines. We really do have a lot of stories that uh, we can get into in a number of different ways here. World War III eh, should probably be our top story here, and it, it certainly is. We have an interesting study here from Science Daily about the other genocide taking place. Not outright war, but a subtle, more medically characterized cascade of death. ScienceDaily.com released this yesterday. A silent killer, COVID-19, shown to trigger, trigger inflammation in the brain. Research led by the University of Queensland has found that COVID-19 activates the same inflammatory response in the brain as Parkinson's disease. The discovery identified a potential future risk for neurodegenerative conditions in people who've had COVID-19, but also a possible treatment. The UQ team was led by Professor Trent Woodruff and Dr. Eduardo Alborones Balmaceda from UQ's School of Biomedical Science and virologist from the School of Chemistry and Molecular Biosciences. Quote, we've studied the effect of the virus on the brain's immune cells, microglia, which are the key to cells involved in the progression of brain diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, Professor Woodruff said. Our team grew human micro microglia in the laboratory and infected the cells with SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. We found the cells effectively became, quote, angry, activating the same pathways that Parkinson's and Alzheimer's proteins can activate in disease and the inflammasomes. Dr. Alboron Alboronis Balmaceda said triggering the inflammasome pathway sparked a fire in the brain, which begins a chronic and sustained process of killing off neurons. It's a kind of silent killer because you don't see any outward symptoms for many years. It may explain why some people who've had COVID-19 are more vulnerable to developing neurological symptoms similar to Parkinson's disease. The researchers found the spike protein of the virus was enough to start the process and was farther exacerbated when there were already proteins in the brain linked to Parkinson's. So if someone is already predisposed to Parkinson's, having COVID-19 could be like pouring more fuel on the fire in the brain, Professor Woodruff said. Same would apply for a deep uh, predisposition for Alzheimer's and other dementias that have been linked to inflammasomes. But the study also found potential treatment. 
They administered a class of UQ-developed inhibitory drugs, which are currently in clinical trials with Parkinson patients, and they found that it successfully blocked the inf- inflammatory pathway activated by COVID-19, essentially putting out the fire. And of course, I would guess that since it is the spike protein and since the uh, vaccine also has the spike protein, this would be the same effect getting the vaccine as it would getting COVID-19, but pretty horrific. And again, that was the University of Queensland. It just came out that yesterday on Science Daily. Here's a story from Infowars.com about the story that we covered yesterday. The Atlantic asking for just a a truce. We're going to call it truce, and we're going to forget all the things that we did to you. And I've been enjoying the Twitter uh, event. Basically, this is caused where people are posting all of the horrible things that vaxxers did to anti-vaxxers. Over the last couple of years. And it really is. It really is. Crazy how they were able to. Get people. To do stuff that they would never normally do. I should have pulled some of the videos in. I don't think I did. Because they're all old videos. You know they're all videos that we had a year ago. But people are just reposting them. Things like. You know being in the funeral home. And everybody's sitting six feet apart, and there's like an old man who's like crying over his wife sitting in the casket, and his son pulls his chair over and puts his arm around his dad, and the, the funeral director comes rushing in. It's just like, nope, nope, you separate from one another. You, you do not be near each other. And it's just like, again, you know, we asked it all through the, the pandemic, like, what have they done to you? What have they done to you? What, what makes somebody act like that? What makes somebody yell at a son soothing his grieving father and would that person not be a perfect gas chamber operator like if you have that little empathy that little sympathy that little humanity left in you if it's been driven out of you by propaganda what wouldn't you do i mean people would never do this stuff normally stuff they would they would find so repulsive and outrageous before they were willing to do now because well they were saving the world Six feet, safe. Two feet, totally dangerous. That was, that's, that's what they convinced you of? You people fell for that? So again, we're, 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 we're standing by our initial reaction to this request for amnesty, giving it a big fat shut the hell up and go away. Giving it a big fat no. Story at InfoWars is this. You murderous hypocrites, outrage ensues after Atlantic suggests amnesty for pandemic authoritarians. The Atlantic has come under fire for suggesting that all the terrible pandemic era decisions over lockdowns, school closures, masking, and punishing an entire class of people who question the efficacy and wisdom of taking a rushed experimental vaccine for a virus with a 99% survival rate in most should be all water under the bridge. Just forgive and forget, you guys. Forgive and forget how we were made into... Just the worst people ever, just horrific monsters of human beings. Let's just forget how we all got turned into murderous automatons. This is the actual author of the piece, Emily Oster. 
2,000 likes compared to 27,000 comments. That is a ratio that is hard to beat. In one epic Twitter thread, Claremont Institute senior fellow Matthew J. Peterson excoriates Oster's entire premises, saying, hey, sorry you lost your job because of the vax that doesn't work and your grandmother died alone and you couldn't have a funeral and your brother's business was needlessly destroyed and your kids have a weird heart problems. But let's just admit we were all wrong and call it a truce, huh? It's too bad we shut the entire economy down and took on tyrannical powers that have never been used in this country. Looking back, you should have been able to go to church and use public parks while we let people riot in the streets. But it was a confusing time for everyone. Hey, look, I'm sorry we scared the hell out of you and lied for years and persecuted and censored anyone who disagreed. But there was an election going on and we really wanted to beat Donald Trump. So it was important to radically politicize the science, even if it destroyed your children's lives. Okay, yes, we said unvaccinated people should die and not get health care while never questioning Big Pharma once. But we are compassionate people, which is why even though we shut down the entire economy and also bankrupted the nation and caused inflation, you're welcome. Let's be friends. These freaking people. Here's the only type of people they get forgiveness or amnesty of any sort. It's this woman, Megan, from Twitter. Says, I was not anti-vax, hence why I took the jabs. But now I've been vaccine injured and we are real people who deserve respect. If you actually were injured by the vaccine and learned your lesson and now on our side, welcome. The answer to 1984 is 1776. And the answer to get an additional 10% off at InfoWarsStore.com is 1776. We're running the Save InfoWars special right now. 40 to 50% off store-wide books, films, uh, documentaries, t-shirts, water filtration. Everything is massively discounted, up to 50%. But when you use promo code 1776, get an additional 10% off. That's up to 60% off and double Patriot points, which means 10% off on your next order as well. These aren't just great products that empower your body, your immune system, your focus, your clarity, your libido. They also keep us on air. We're in an info war. We're not funded by George Soros, the Democratic Party, or the globalists. We're funded by viewers and listeners and patriots like you. So please visit InfoWarsTour.com today. The sale's about to end. Promo code 1776 for up to 60% off. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. That cool new graphic. Folks, the crew is always working on something behind the scenes here, and you can support all of us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Now, I'm going to go to a video, a rather long video. It's going to take up the entirety of this segment, but I think it's well worth it. My dad actually sent it to me yesterday from TikTok. It's about the way comprehensive sex education is being used cooperation with the transgender agenda for very devious purposes and i just want to go to the the full thing here and and just really let everybody understand the true scope of outrageous activity that's going on in the public schools in this country again as we focus on world war three massive violent conflict stolen elections around the world an open border being actively assaulted by foreigners waving foreign flags While we're dealing with all this stuff outside, inside we have traitors and psychopaths trying to tear us apart from within. Here's the video about Gavin Newsom and the Comprehensive Sex Education Program. 
from a global perspective, we, we talked about South, South Africa before, we talked about the World Cup, rugby, and then human trafficking is a totally different topic. What have you seen right now in the United States that you may have seen in the other countries before that are kind of those, we talked a little about the triggering warning signs, especially in Texas. Like, I mean, seriously, in Texas, what are those triggering warning signs that you saw in other countries that you're saying, hey, red alarms? Yeah, and, and it's all going to come back down to taking ownership in your local communities and putting action to it. But I want to explain, you know, if you read Sun Tzu, The Art of War, you have to understand your enemy. You have to know the enemy. If you don't know how this thing operates, you can't win the battle. So I want to draw a picture for you. In 1945, right after the Second World War, a sexual manifesto was written. We, the United States, held a scientist, the greatest scientist of the decade in the 40s and 50s. We just about gave him a Nobel Peace Prize. Two of our presidents said he's the greatest American alive. His name was Alfred Kinsey. Kinsey wrote the sexual manifesto for the youth, for the sexualization of the world's youth. Everything we know about sex today, everywhere you are, was written by Kinsey, an American, okay? He made Hugh Hefner. Hugh Hefner was a virgin first year in college. He went to Hugh, he said, you're my prodigy, we're gonna bring this thing in called Playboy. Everything we do today was written by Kinsey. So here's what happened five and a half years ago, and we track this globally, because I like to fight the enemy on their territory. I don't believe they need to come into my house. I don't wait until they come here. So this is what happened. And this is fact, and if this ruffles your feathers, then so be it. The World Health Organization took Kinsey's document and wrote a sexual manifesto of today for the world's children. A proposition to this is how to treat children with sex for the world. They brought in a couple friends. They brought in UNESCO, which is an arm of the United Nations. They brought in SICUS, which is the overarching governing body in the United States for all curriculum. And then they brought in one more friend. To finalize this curriculum, the International Planned Parenthood Foundation. Okay? The, the, those five entities wrote the new sexual manifesto based on Kinsey's work. Now, Kinsey was an adult, 42 at the time, that experimented orgasm on six-week-old boys, 10-year-old boys, 15-year-old boys. And he classified rejection of sexual or, uh, orgasm as ecstasy. So when the baby cried, he said that's a form of ecstasy. Every pedophile today, Kinsey, is their hero. He's their champion. Do you know that we've not had a single mass murder in American history? Not one. Whether it, name, name the names, whether it's Bundy or whoever, that was, not a, that was not a porn addict. They're all porn addicts. They're all pedophiles. And I want to explain to you how this works. So they write this manifesto. They always take it to Africa first. We saw it. They went to Kenya. They tested this curriculum that they wrote in Kenya. They were successful. They co completely compromised children. They took it to Europe. And then they literally looked for one suitor. They looked for one suitor in the United States. This is fact. That said, I'll be the first to employ and bring in that manifesto as a curriculum into the United States. And Gavin Newsom raised his hand. It's a fact. Gavin Newsom signed the comprehensive sex ed curriculum 
into law by executive order without the State Board of Education of California getting a vote. We're currently helping the State Board of Education in California fight against Newsom because they did not get to vote. Today in California, comprehensive sex ed is the law. If your child is in a public school, that child's taught comprehensive sex ed. From what age, Yaku? From kindergarten. Yep. I have every curriculum in my study in my house. What they teach in kindergarten today in the classroom, in the public classroom, they teach masturbation. This is fact. The second second Newsom signed that document, Enzi, in Washington said, I'm next, signed executive order. Enzi is a coward. It's easily signed the document at 1.20 a.m. March 20th in the middle of COVID when not a single parent could show up in the state of Washington to protest it and sign it into executive order. And the comprehensive sex ed curriculum went across the United States like a wildfire. 27 states before we could blink, we started fighting it. No entity in the world has ever won a case against comprehensive sex ed anywhere. Europe, Africa, anywhere. Until... We did a show, and I'm not tooting our horn, we did a show, and a very dear friend, Glenn Beck, said, I'll stand with you in this. Absolutely. Texas voted on it. It was an an 11 to 4 yes vote. A preliminary 11 to 4 yes vote. We had 72 hours to protest. Glenn said, come on the show. Six and a half million Texans responded, and it swung to a 9 to 5 no vote. And Texas was the first state in the world to win against comprehensive sex ed. Okay? We're a free country. Austin ISD said, no, 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 we're going to opt it in. So today, if your child is in Austin, you're taught comprehensive sex ed. So when Johnny moves from Austin to Dallas, and Johnny walks into your kid's classroom, Johnny's going to have a conversation with your nine-year-old about anal sex, about consent. But then Newsom said this is not enough, so he signed State Bill 145. State Bill 145 creates a 10-year age gap. So when a 24-year-old... rapes a 15-year-old, rapes, which she's a victim, 100%, we don't need force for a coercion, it's up to a federal judge to decide whether it was consensual or not. So forget about, you know, statutory rape clause, forget about, you know, 17 and under is a victim in the state of California, you have lawmakers writing law in direct contrast to federal statute allowing people to rape and hurt and abuse children. And why is it important to teach a five-year-old, by the way, pre-K, about sex? Because here's one of our cases at the moment, and I'll close, okay? We got a boy, he's 12. He's a porn addict, about two hours a week. Here's what happened to him. He went into a classroom, and his teacher asked him this question, because it's on page 12, and it's perfectly normal, which is part of the curriculum. And page 12 asks, does anal sex hurt? This is in the classroom. Wow. He had never heard of the word anal sex. Take out your phone if you're brave enough. Go to YouTube and type in the word anal sex and see what comes up. The most grotesque, free sex, rape, gang rape on YouTube. So he went home as an inquisitive 10-year-old boy and he types in anal sex. And today he's a porn addict. Today he's been exploited. This is happening in the U.S. classroom. But here's the bait Newsom threw out. He said, hey, if you're a public school, we'll pay you $3,000 a child if you opt the program in. So the so, so private schools are opting in. This is real, guys. We're dealing with 30 states. We have 13 states at the moment that's trying to lay the, uh, lower the age of consent to 14. 
you're dealing with you're dealing with individuals that want to normalize the abuse of children and these individuals fight like crazy but behind the curtains this evil remember satan comes to steal kill and destroy he's not here to play games this is as real as it gets and now throw COVID on top of it, and the kids are home, and it's yeah. online, yeah. and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, so, so that's globally how this thing happens, okay? It's orchestrated. Yes. So there you go, pretty incredible uh, video combating human trafficking. That's how it happens, folks. It's happening right now. I mean, he's talking about laws that were signed during the COVID pandemic. So this is not some history lesson about how this was brought about in the 90s. They're doing it as we speak, and they're using your taxpayer dollars to bribe the schools into doing this. Why do you think pedophiles? One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum. Right. Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto. Fund Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. biggest sale of 2022 at InfoWarsStore.com is about to end. All our products are marked down at least 40 to 50%, but with promo code 1776, get an additional 10% off and double Patriot points. That's 60% off and 10% off on your next order as well. You cannot beat the deal. Plus, we've got incredible products like Vitamin Mineral Fusion, X3, DNA Force Plus, the list goes on and on. And these products aren't just amazing, they also fund the tip of the spear in the fight against the New World Order. So I want to thank you all for your previous support, and I want to encourage you now to take advantage of the best deals of 2022 at InfoWarsStore.com with promo code 1776. Get up to 60% off, and it keeps us on the air, and it boosts your immune system, and so much more. Take action now. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. We're going to open up the phone lines for you today. The number to dial is 1 877 Give us a call about any and all topics. talk about world war three shall we since it seems to have already started pentagon confirming u.s boots on the ground in ukraine let's take a look at some of the just some of the headlines here since the battle lines are being drawn and it's not just 
America, Russia. It is, uh, there are various um, flashpoints. So U.S. military inspectors in Ukraine to keep further track of weapons and equipment. So yes, American military personnel are now in Ukraine to keep track of the billions of dollars worth of weapons and equipment the Ukraine, uh, the U.S. has sent since the start of the Russian invasion, a U.S. defense official and senior U.S. military official said, oh, sure. Oh, sure. I'm sure that's what it is. They're just making, making sure the right people are getting blown up. I mean, come on. Do you believe that for a single second? You shouldn't. But at the same time that that is happening, we've got the other big story from earlier today, or yesterday rather, and that was the uh, Saudi Arabian warning. Very nice for them to warn us this time. You, Saudi Arabia, U.S. on high alert after warning of immigrant, uh, imminent Iranian attack. Saudi Arabia has shared intelligence with the U.S. warning of an imminent attack from Iran on targets in the kingdom, putting the American military and others in the Middle East on elevated alert level. The Saudi and U.S. officials uh, said Saudi and U.S. officials in response to the warning, Saudi Arabia, the U.S. and several other neighboring states have also raised the level of alert for their military forces. The officials said they didn't provide more details on the Saudi intelligence. You know. It makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? As we know, the Iranian regime right now is is buckling under the weight of the totally organic protests that are breaking out across that country. And and what do you do? What do you do when your own country is embroiled in a massive swath of civil unrest? Well, of course you start poking the bear that's sleeping outside of your cave, right? You you start attacking your neighbors for no reason to achieve nothing. I mean, that's what you do, right? Again, makes no makes no sense at all. Saudi officials said Iran is poised to carry out attacks on both the kingdom and herbal Iraq in an effort to distract attention from domestic products that have uh, protests that have roiled the country since <laughs> September. Distract attention? What was he talking about? Whose attention to distract their own? I thought they, I thought they were like an authoritarian regime that could divert attention for their own people wherever they want. If they want to not have to report on the protests, then I guess the media probably goes along with their regime and doesn't report on the protests. So, are they distracting their own people? Are they distracting the international community? So it's like, oh, we're embarrassed that there's protests in our country, so we're gonna launch a missile at you to distract from this i mean this makes this makes no sense i know call me skeptic call me a skeptic call me a conspiracy theorist but i think probably you know the the people that did 9-11 don't have our best interests in mind and may very well be planning their own false flag attack in order to get us into conflict with iran as of course people in power in this country have been drooling over that prospect for a very, very long time. But I guess I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But it is pretty convenient for the Middle East region to have Iran completely senselessly, mindlessly, for no point, being belligerent to their neighbors while they're embroiled in their own 
domestic issues. And none of it makes any sense strategically or otherwise. But it does come at the very same time that the prime warmonger on the world, Benjamin Netanyahu, has now won an outright majority in the Israeli natural, uh, national elections to be the next prime minister. So he's gone for a little while, but he's back. Old, old BB. He is returning. Netanyahu won more than enough seats to return to power in the latest elections. Netanyahu will have more than the 61 seats required to form a government in a dangerous world full of insane and weak leaders. This is welcome news. Is it, though? Is it? I don't know, Gateway Pundit. I don't know. I think maybe we differ here. I don't think it's great news to have like one of the people that was the primary mover getting us into the war in Iraq. Remember, he, he went and gave a speech to Congress. He was like, I guarantee you, I, gar- I give you my solemn word as a Boy Scout that when you invade Iraq, it will be nothing but rainbows and sunshine. He's like, and I guarantee you they have weapons of mass destruction. And by the way, the information that the UN relied on to justify the Iraq war, remember they had secret information about weapons of mass destruction given from a foreign ally in the region, right? So they, Israel feeds us fake information. First of all, knows about the 9-11 plot, doesn't tell us, allows that to happen, capitalizes on that and says, oh, you need to, you need to go after Iraq, sends their prime minister to come and promise us it'll be a wonderful thing, gives false information to our intelligence agencies who then feed it to both the media and Colin Powell to go up and give the speech in front of the UN where they say, we have evidence that they have weapons of mass destruction. We have to launch this war. And this is the guy that we're happy is back in power at the same time that looks like the conflict with Iran is heating up. He's also said he's going to completely destroy the maritime oil deal that they've arranged with Lebanon recently. That for the first time in a very long time has caused forces like Hezbollah to back off and call a ceasefire because an agreement was actually made. So it's just like at a time where everybody's on edge and everything looks like it's about to boil over. There's like, you know, what we should do is just crank up the heat to full blast and just see what happens. You know, Benjamin Netanyahu getting in office is not a good thing. He is a total warmonger who was, again, the primary mover in getting us into the war in Iraq and uh, since then has ceaselessly badgered the U.S. to get involved in more conflicts overseas. We can go to war with Syria full-fledged these days. I mean, we already have people on, you know, boots on the ground there too. So we've got Saudi Arabia, Israel, Iran, Lebanon, Syria. This just a major, just a, just a pile of kindling waiting to be set alight. This, of course, is just another front in the proxy war that's being waged in in Ukraine with Russia, as Russia, of course, also is assisting the Syrian government in fighting back the so-called moderate rebels that we in America helped to fund and create. I mean, it's just it's just totally wild, but it's not all happening there in the Middle East and Ukraine. You've also got North Korea firing 23 missiles, one landing off the South Korean coast for the first time. North Korea has fired at least 23 missiles into the sea on Wednesday, including one that landed less than 60 kilometers, 40 miles off South Korea's coast, which the South Korean president described as territorial encroachment. It's the first time a ballistic missile has landed near the South's waters since the peninsula was divided in 1945. 
and the most missiles fired by the North in a single day. South Korea issued a rare air raid warnings and launched its own missiles in response. So good to see the temperature rising there too. And a bit of decent news, Russia resumes Ukraine grain export deal in an abrupt reversal. So they're actually allowing the safe passage of Ukrainian crop exports, abruptly reversing course after Turkey and the United Nations pushed ahead with the shipments over Moscow's objections. Wheat prices dropped on that news. That's not bad. Folks, the stories at Infowars.com, World War III has already effectively begun by Noriel Rubini. The new world war is practically underway, certainly in Ukraine and cyberspace, economist Norelli Rubini explained. He's a New York professor interviewed by Der Spiegel and listed some of the world's most acute problems. China and Taiwan, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, Ukraine, Russia, all of the Eastern Bloc countries putting nuclear weapons in Finland, holding nuclear practice runs in Sweden. Just everybody in power is pushing towards the very edge. We should probably stand up and stop it. We should probably have our Congress actually assert their authority and prevent this from going forward. We're going to take your calls in the third hour, folks. But remember, you can help save InfoWars because the 1776 Super Sale is here. Save up to 50% off, plus you're getting double Patriot points, and you help fund the tip of the spear. 40 to 50% off, plus you can receive an additional 10% off any item at the InfoWars store by using the promo code 1776, InfoWarsStore.com. Go there now. Keep us on the air. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and this grief is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all.